good. Uh, you're unmuted too. You're ready to go. Okay. He wants to know if he should introduce me. Because the question was asked, now I have to say that it happened, and then it feels okay again. Otherwise, it w otherwise it would be like a secret. I was just thinking about introducing myself. And then I would pretend to tell you what's about to happen or what's happening now.
I think probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sounds. I'm going to make sounds. It's, it's a little bit scary. Sometimes. To not know what's going to happen. But not really. It's actually kind of comfortable. old-fashioned format to go on stage with guitars and play loud music. I mean, I'm definitely into loud, annoying music, but um, the people Instead you're communicating like, to... A, a, a concert these days the is people. a bunch of gits on a stage with all these idiots down in the pits, worshipping them, thinking they're heroes. There should be no difference between who's on stage and who's in the audience. And we've tried very hard to break down those barriers, but it's not working. So we have to think again. So in the meantime, we'll put our attention somewhere else. Can I ask you what you did to try to break down the barriers between the people on stage and in the audience? Some of the things... Just, we were totally honest with them. We went on stage and we were totally honest. We weren't, we weren't saying, look at me, I'm great, I'm a superstar. And we weren't saying particularly anything. We were going on there and playing our music. And anything could have happened when we went on stage. And lots of things did happen. But we were totally honest with that audience. There's a concept called stories and a concept called fears. Uh, we are faced with certain challenges and yet we are held back by these uh, 
feelings that were imposed on our self-image by all these well-meaning people. And so what we do is we tell ourselves stories of why we are unable to achieve our self-ideal. And those stories well, can range broadly. They can be have to do with location, like I can't be an actor because I don't live in Los Angeles, or I cannot uh, be a prominent leader because I was born in Mexico, whatever. So it can deal with location, can deal with resources, I can't do this because I don't have enough money, because I wasn't born into the right family, the appearance, you know, I'm not tall enough, I'm not good looking enough, age, genetics, intelligence, education, experience, you can make up a lot of stories which are all designed to justify why you should not attempt to do things that you have not done before. then these are the things you're going to be giving away in your life. And I've often thought, and I really believe very strongly that uh, there's a law, sort of a law in the universe. I call it the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is one that works like this. You get back from the universe, from the world, what it is that you put out there in the world. And if you're putting out there into the world that I am not worthy of attracting something beautiful into my life, that the universe will respond back to you with exactly that message. that each time you undertake something that you have done before, you try to go a little further. For example, if you're running, if you've run a mile, you try to next time run a mile and a quarter. If you've run it in the nine minutes, you try to run it in eight minutes and 45 seconds, and so on. Uh, if you've uh, done a small demonstration, next time do a little larger demonstration. Just just be conscious of not doing more of the same. Just always try to do a little more, a little bigger, a little better.
You make um, other observations about the grants in the West, where you say there was nothing to be established. What do you think you've passed in the travel? Blending in, merging with everybody else, wanting to be polite, not wanting to be offensive, not wanting to be perceived as being physically incorrect. You've got to go with your own flow and not other people. What you do offends a great many, well that's just the way it is, because what they do, they're offensive. Accept it. But don't change to see others. You make um, other observations, but... that the world seems like a it seems muffled it seems I can't see clearly I can't hear clearly I don't really know what's happening somehow things go forward things seem to happen everywhere every day all the time something goes on even though I don't always know how I can't believe it could possibly go on It has been suggested that there are other people feeling the same way, more so lately, or they're just feeling it. Maybe I could have the monitors louder, and I could pretend. I could pretend that there's clarity in my life, because I'll be able to hear my own echo chamber, my own voice. I could pretend that means something, that that tells me something.
so it's incredibly important to unthink. At least once a day. Unthink. And so it's incredibly important to unthink. At least once a day. For the very preservation of the intellectual life. So if we stop that temporarily and get our mind clear of thoughts, we become, as Jesus said, again as children and get a direct view of the world, which is very useful once you're an adult. There's not much you can do with it when you're a baby because everybody pushes you around. You know, they pick you up and sit you there, they sit you there. And you can't do much except practice contemplation. Only you can't tell anyone what it's like. These words that are coming out of my mouth right now come out of the silence. And finding that silence and embracing it means that you go to the place within you that you cannot divide. Just like you can't divide the source, the one, the spirit. You can't divide that either. It's only one. So when you go into your silence, when you begin to practice meditation, you begin to make this a part of your life and embrace Played the same note over and over again. I don't think I've seen Well, if I can get to that bottle tonight, I'll be doing fine. He played the same note over and over again. After several years, his life finally got to the point 
simplest inside but the most noise comes out when I feel confused everything seems orderly around me I feel like there's something to learn from this sometimes this is called Ken's last ever radio extravaganza 
sometimes I just sit up here and play video games. Because it's how so much of my childhood happened. friend I'm thinking of. When we were children, he used to make jokes that he knew that nobody else could get because he didn't he knew they didn't know the part that made it funny. He was telling them inside jokes that only he knew that was why they were funny. And I'm thinking of him. He was happy. Honest. And he was funny. And maybe later, maybe later something happens, you learn a new thing, and then you remember that joke he told you and you realize, and it's funny. I feel that way about this. It all has to do with something else. I don't think anybody knows that, what it is. I sometimes pretend that I know what it is. I was sort of thinking of playing some things, making some sounds today. And then I and then I'm and then here I I'm standing up here and I haven't and I I played I I went on tour I played these shows in Germany we played some shows and now I'm standing up here and I'm playing things that make me think of those shows sort of except that I'm here and it didn't sound like this and it didn't feel like this pretty sure that almost nobody here came to those shows. Almost nobody. You make um, other observations. this old habit of thinking I should be concerned about what other people think about what I do. So I still do that, but I don't believe there's, it's necessary. One of these things that was speaking is saying something like that, but it's all muffled anyway. And I think that person might be dead. 
right in the middle of things I would like to thank. I'd like to thank Barry. Barry Bliss, he's going to be playing next. He's going to be doing something next. He's here now, but also he'll be doing something else. Up here on the stage, I think. He put, he asked, he, here we all are. And I feel thankful to Nick, who's over there, and he helped, he helped make me make this mushy sound by amplifying it. He gave me a clear space in which to make a mess. And Jen, who was up here, and the fellow, they were making nice songs. They were clearing space too. By making this a nice place to make mushy stuff. of our nation are much deeper, deeper than gasoline lines or energy storage, deeper even than inflation or recession. We can't go on consuming 40% more energy than we produce. I have been reminded again that all the legislation in the world can't fix what's wrong with America. The threat is nearly invisible in ordinary life. It is a crisis of confidence. We can see this crisis in the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives and in the loss of a unity of purpose for our nation. The erosion of our confidence in the future is threatening to destroy the social and the political fabric of America. Our people are losing that faith. Not only in government itself, but in the ability as citizens to serve as the ultimate rulers and shapers of our democracy. But just as we are losing our confidence in the future, we are also beginning to close the door on our past. In a nation that was proud of hard work, strong family, close-knit community, too many of us now tend to worship self-indulgence and consumption. Human identity is no longer defined by what one does, but by what one owns. 
But we've discovered that owning things and consuming things does not satisfy our longing for meaning. We've learned that piling up material goods cannot fill the emptiness of lives which have no confidence.
world that I am not worthy of attracting something beautiful in my life, that the universe will respond back to you with exactly that message. And there are people who come to me and who came to me for years when I had a, a, my own a counseling practice and so on, and they would say to me, um, I just keep attracting the same kind of people, the same kind of events, the same kind of uh, losers into my life. Why is that? Why do I keep doing it? I keep attracting uh, an absence of, uh, of abundance. I just can't seem to attract abundance into my life. I'm always behind the eight ball. I'm never getting ahead. And I suggest to them, I said, it's ever a person. So that if there's something opening in your body, you give it attention as best you can. And if it becomes a struggle, then you can just release that and go back to breathing quite naturally. Wear the breath for a while and then go back to it again in an easier way later. You don't want to make the meditation something where you're fighting against yourself. It's rather to allow yourself to open. Another question often comes up what about if your legs fall asleep? Or what about if you get pins and needles and tingles and so forth?
is and has been Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. You can hear Ken's last ever radio extravaganza the other times in other ways. It just happens and it's like this, except it would be like another time in another way. You can hear them on a webpage. The address is lastever.org. If you go to the webpage, you can listen to a lot of the shows that have happened in the, in the last um, 15 years or so. And soon you'll be able to listen to this one too, in case you didn't hear it. You'd be hearing it there. I really like to interact with people. And if you have anything to say, I wish I'd asked you in the last 45 minutes and you could have come up here and said it, but instead you can, if there's a mailing list, you can write down info and I can get in touch with you sometimes if there's another show happening. I don't really know that there is another show happening, but maybe someday there will be. And you can tell me things. You can tell me anything. I don't have to receive it, but I'm inviting it. Also on that webpage at lastever.org, I will eventually type in the names of all the things that I just played that were part of everything, little bits of them that made this what it is. Or you can just come up and ask me and I'll tell you. trying to find an ending, but I'm actually waiting for the ending to find me. I don't really believe in endings. Things just keep going.
Thanks. Thank you. And there's a mailing list and things. Now it's going to be a little quiet unless you make sounds.
Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Live, free-format, experimental collage while you listen, right before your very ears. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza airs on Co-op Radio 91.7 in Austin every Tuesday night from 6.30 to 7 p.m. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Like all of Co-op programs, is simulcast on the internet. And Ken's last ever radio extravaganza is archived on the internet for your permanent enjoyment. The webpage for information and free listening to on-live audio archives as in free mind, is counterfolk.com slash last ever. If you visit the webpage at counterfolk.com slash last ever, you can read about the last 10 years of Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. You can listen to the last 10 years of Kevin and Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. You can send your reactions to Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza, and you can spend 10 years doing it. Last ever radio extravaganza.
watched it all the time. And I watched it very late because uh, my metabolism has always been very night-oriented. Uh, so I would watch until there was no watching. I remember we had a television aerial that would rotate. You had a control. You could, you could ultimately, when all the other stations, the local stations, went off the air, you could pull in some very strange... I'm sure, of course, there were American stations, uh, but they would all be very difficult to see. There would be a lot of static, and the sound would go in and out, and they would be very tantalizing, and, and there would be images that you perhaps wanted to be sexual or, or, or extreme or something, and you never knew whether you were projecting your own fantasies onto what you might want to see, or whether you were really seeing those things.
gets his money, he has it in his possession. He don't, he don't, he don't, he don't want to answer any questions about it. He feels like uh, he should, we should tell him the law. He don't know if he has to answer it or not. How much money is it? I don't know the exact amount, certainly. The card says about forty-seven hundred dollars. Forty-seven hundred dollars. What do you have? I asked her say, if I'm required by law to answer the question. I'm just asking you, why you have 47 That's my question. I don't understand. You want, you want to talk DEA about it? No problem. If they can tell me if I'm required to answer the law or question, I'll answer the question. That's I'm just asking for a simple, it's a simple question. You want to know why you have 47 That's not an unusual thing. I care if I need 50 bucks. He refuses to answer any questions. He don't, he don't want to answer. So we're going to have to take him down to the yeah, station I mean, that's and let, let DEA, FBI, and, and all those people talk to him. So we can do that. How old are you? You answered that question, didn't you? That's on my driver's license. So, I mean, I can count that money. I can find out how much it is. It's right in front of me. I don't know why you had that much money. That's why I went up. Yeah, he started this out there when I was trying to get everything clear to make this fly. And I said, okay, we're going here. He started playing this game again. I said, I'm done with it. So, not, I've been completely cooperative, sir. I'm not playing any games. If you have nothing to hide, then you can just tell us what it's for. I mean, it's I, there's a simple, they're gonna, you're gonna have to have proof of why you have that much money anyway for the DEA. I understand, sir. If I'm required by law, I'll be happy to answer your questions. I don't understand the law. I'm asking for you, sir, as guidance as law enforcement officer. Yeah, uh, like... 
required by law to answer the question. As of right, as of right now, you refuse them. No, sir, I'm not refusing them. No, sir. Questions about it. He feels like uh, he should, we should tell him the law. He don't know if he has to answer. I know he has insurance. How much money is it? What difference does insurance make? This must be the generation gap. <laughs> you know, it's these HMOs that have confused the issue. If the patient were part of an HMO, then I could understand your dilemma. With those babies, we get paid not to perform medical procedures. It's a little like when the government pays the farmers not to grow crops. But with insurance, we get paid to perform medical procedures. Do you understand the difference? He's got three insurance companies paying like clockwork. Told of last month's bill, $112,973.32. My God, I get a cut from every procedure we do on the guy. He's got catastrophic health insurance. You were comatose, but you want to be kept alive for months by machine. Hell no! When I go, I don't want to be tortured in some bed. I have this planned out one. I'm going to be sitting on my back porch. I'm going to have a Cuban cigar in one hand and a big glass of scotch in the other and a belly full of barbecued ribs with a ton of sauce. <laughs> That's why I don't have insurance. Really? That's right. And my money is tied up in a trust that forbids anybody from using it for health. If I get sick, no doctor on this planet's gonna come ten feet from me. This is one of the more perfect examples of the kind of technological trap that we set for ourselves. The lift, the elevator. I mean, what is it? It's a steel box with some buttons in it, and maybe a trapdoor for emergency. But who ever looks that close? Beautiful, and the wind comes a howling. 
Riders are chicken, and the wind comes a-howling. Your words make me feel good, and the wind comes a-howling. You look good dressed in green, and the wind comes a-howling. Then birds fly at dawn, and the wind comes a-howling. There are mushrooms in the moss, and the wind comes a-howling, that spell secret sentences with one word from each. What are you thinking? I would like to know. What does the clock say? I'd sure like to know. The wind comes a-howling in Lapsang Sushan. Talk to people who at long last know it's important. The living makes such meaningless distinctions. And how should I cut my hair? What kind of a car should I buy? Will interest rates go up? Yeah, I don't care about any of that stuff. Precisely. All those things. The products you consume, the politics you debated, the people you knew, all your life's moments, big and small. Look very tiny now. The golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rule. They close one more factory. We should take a sledge to one of their fancy fucking foreign cars. You know, you gotta have a little more patience with that. Yeah, well, I'm all out. The whole deal is like some kind of crazy game. They put you at the starting line. And the name of the game is Make It Through Life. Only everyone's out for themselves and looking to do you in at the same time. Okay, man, here we are. Here we are. Now, you do what you can. But remember, I'm gonna do my best to blow your ass away. There are some people who talk and some people who don't. There are 
are some people who talk and some people who don't.
is almost a biological rebellion, profound revulsion against the planned communities, the programming, the sterilized, artfully balanced atmospheres, the hunger for an Eden where spring comes. They regard themselves as aliens in their own worlds. should be lengthy enough to seem substantial, yet concise enough to feel breezy. It should be serious with a slight wake. It should lay out a new course of action, but one that can change direction at any moment. If you must mention facts and figures, don't do so directly. The general thrust should remain embedded in one's mind forever. Specific words should be forgotten over there. It should contain nothing that can't be confirmed or denied. They talk about a living will. You don't need a living will. Just make sure you don't have money for health care and you'll die a happy fella with a big smile on your face in your own king size bed. And that really was, I think, the central image for me. Forbidden images coming to you from a distant place that had great resonance for you.
There are some people who talk and some people who don't, which means that there are some people who leave this place and some who do not leave. Has it ever occurred to you that you're just as much a prisoner as I am? That's why it doesn't matter who number one is. It doesn't matter which side runs the village. Both sides are becoming identical. What in fact has been created? An international community. A perfect blueprint for world order. When the sides facing each other suddenly realize that they're looking into a mirror, they will see that this is the pattern for the future.
vocabulary words. First word, bodega. A bodega is a corner store that's open pretty much 24 hours most of the time. You can get almost anything in a bodega. Bodegas are our friends. Yo, bro, man, I, I need to go back to sleep, man. I, I, I know it ain't right for her. I don't You know, I'm saying it's like, the streets are crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Where the hell, man? Scary out there right now. You some batteries? Yo, what up? Welcome to the Bodega. So, Sassy, you gotta run down to the store, you know what I mean? Pick up a few things. Bag of Twinkies, carton of milk. Sometimes you may just need some advice. Pick the right spot, man. This is your store. Welcome to the Bodega. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Bodega Pop Live on WFMU's Give the Drummer Radio. This is Gary, your friend for the next three hours. Thank you, Kenzo, for another terrific show, and thank you all for hanging out. Uh, We're going to be listening to covers, remixes, samples, and nods to Kraftwerk, um, because, of course, we lost Florian Schneider. Gosh, was it last week or, or a little over a week ago? Uh, not very long ago. Um, there's so many people who are passing away uh, this year. It's, um, it's unconscionable, but it's, I suppose, bound to happen as, as we all get older. Um, but anyway, that was a really hard one. And, um, of course, Kraftwerk has been such a huge influence on so many different types of, uh, of genres and subgenres that uh, it, would be, it would be wrong not to do... Um, at least something and uh, although I've done a Kraftwerk show uh, I guess maybe a couple of years ago or so I thought that I would do something a little bit different than that uh, this time which is I'm not going to play any Kraftwerk songs unless you have something that you absolutely must want to hear let me know but otherwise I'm going to be playing things by other people reinterpreting and uh, this first thing we're going to hear is from Brazil it's uh, a band called Autobahn singing the track Autobahn from their album Autobahn from 2006. You're listening to Bodega Pop Live on WFMU's Give the Drum Radio until 6 o'clock tonight. Hi, everybody. <laughs> 